You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another FinFans podcast. Uh, With me this evening is Daniel Reinhardt. What up, FinFans? And it's been a hectic week. We were gonna we were gonna uh, record on Wednesday, and uh, something came up, and then we were gonna record yesterday, and something came up. Well, <laughs> we're finally recording on Friday, which is really late in the week for us, but uh, hopefully we can put together a decent show because there was sure a lot of stuff happening today, and I'm kind of glad in a way that we waited. Yeah, TGIF first of all, and uh, second of all, yeah, we had some news today, so Lots it actually pretty well works out for us. Yep. The biggest news, obviously, is uh, to his fifth-year option. Uh, the Dolphins accepted that and uh, offered it to him, and he'll get uh, $23.2 million for uh, 2024. Yeah, and if you look at a, a recent signing like Daniel Jones, that's a, that's a bargain of course. You know, for a guy who can lead you to the playoffs. Uh, I think we expected to see this, so I'm glad they got it done. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I did. I did say a week or two ago that they almost had to take it because, yeah. exactly for that reason, it really is a bargain. Absolutely. Uh, now, what they could do and what they may do is, if he does perform well this year, then uh, you just go ahead and you sign him to a long-term contract, and you know you'll you'll have a maybe a little more money offering him for that first year, but you'll do it in such a way to where it's bonus and it won't cost you as much. Yeah, he's playing for his life this year, right? Yeah, and, I think so. Or at really, least his career in Miami, you know? Yeah, and you can say that in several ways, right? Because everybody is talking about the concussion. So he's got to play healthy to to create the positives in his life going forward and after football. And he's playing for his football career in Miami, even though he just signed the uh, fifth year or he will be back for the fifth year option. Yeah, you know, Daniel, I look at that two different ways, okay? What you don't want to see is you don't want him you don't want to see him get, you know, repetitive concussions, obviously. And if that were to happen, that would definitely be a red flag for going forward. But, I mean, if he, you know, twists a knee or injures a thumb or whatever it is, I mean, these things happen in football. So you're not really going to hold that against him unless it's a repetitive, continual thing during the season. Yeah, completely agree. And You know, and- you got to cut him some slack and be fair in your analysis. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with that. Absolutely. Yep. And yep. that's what we're watching for, right? We've got to watch and make sure that he's not going to continue to be concussed. Yep. There was already the whole injury prone thing coming into the league. You know, he had several injuries at Alabama, then he yep. had the hip. And now last year, he had the nasty concussion versus, uh, versus the Bengals. He had the perceived concussion against Buffalo. And then he had another one versus Green Bay on Christmas Day. So it's going to be it's going to be the thing that everybody's watching. I think so. I do. And, and you know, I'm sure the team will, the doctors will, the trainers will, whoever the concussion spotter is will, you know. So the eyes are going to be on him. He's going to have to make sure that uh, he's keeping his chin tucked to his chest and doing the things that they're teaching him to do and, and that uh, jujitsu. Yep. Just like two a pock, all eyes on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, 
uh, you know, they uh, did those restructures that we talked about, and that's going to give them some ammunition and uh, free agency, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, they also signed today uh, Salman Ahmed, so uh, he'll yeah. be coming back. Yeah, he's a valuable depth piece. He performed I think so. really well towards the end of last year, too, in his limited minutes, so he's been around. He knows the team. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we have a running back under contract. <laughs> you know, this is a guy that's intriguing to me, and they've never really given him an opportunity. He's a guy that's got some speed. Yeah. Now, I don't know if maybe they question his vision or other things, you know, that's a possibility, but uh, I think he's probably a better player than we give him credit for. You know, he's got really good hands, too, and he uh-huh. can bounce off some tackles. He He's definitely a tackle breaker. You know, what you would love to see is him, if if it comes to that he gets an opportunity and he shines you know we didn't expect out of age uh, jay ajay what happened with him and right. i'm not going to say that Ahmed is going to rush for 200 yards in a couple of games but he's a guy that you give him an opportunity we get a chance to see what he can do yep so uh, what were your thoughts on mike pouncey retiring at dolphin i love it man like so towards the end of his dolphins career there was there was some questions you know obviously mostly about his health but he's the best he's the best center we've had in quite a long time and it's really good to see him come in and, and sign that contract and retire as a dolphin. Yep, since Dwight Stevenson, I would say. Yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of people too, you know, now that he's done that, there's a lot of fans calling for Cam Wake to do the same thing. So Cam, I know you're listening. <laughs> uh yeah, if you're listening. Sign a contract with us for a day and, and retire as a dolphin, my friend. I think it's more up to the team than it is him, right? Well, I don't see a world in which the team wouldn't do that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'd have to to ask Nat Moore. He would know. Yeah, let's get him on the horn. So we guess that they're going to cut Byron Jones um, and and take that $10 million and and use it, as we said, um, basically to sign leftover free agents and uh, carry money into the season for injuries and uh, their draft class. Yeah, we was talking a little bit about uh, about that before the show today, and I think we're both on the same page there. So what happens, right, and, and the way he was explaining it to me is they, they cut him, they let him go on the 15th when the league year starts next week, but we don't actually get that money till after June 1st, right? Exactly. Yeah, so then we use that money as into June and into the season to sign our draft class to maybe bring in a, a late free agent. You know, we did that a couple of times last year, and it worked out well for us. We had a couple of lavery agents that, that yep. played some valuable minutes, so that's good. And then you also have to have the in-season stuff. So, Yep. You're allowed to designate two people post-June 1st cuts, you know, before June 1st, and this is one of their two allowed. Yeah. And it's the one that we've seen coming. Yep, I think so. I don't know if there'll be any others. I honestly don't. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens with... Uh, our linebacker uh, Baker. Now I don't, I don't see that happening. I definitely think Baker is going to be a guy who's sticking around. He, he can, uh, he can not only fly around the field, but he's been a steadfast member of that defense since he was drafted into the league. I, I actually expect that he's going to be a guy that we re-sign at some point into next season. If I had to guess, no, I agree with you, but I, there is some question, and we'll just have to see how Fangio feels about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely going to be Fangio's baby. 
that defense. Yep. And what would be really interesting to see is if we bring in one of the big time free agents that we don't necessarily think we're going to, and then that makes somebody like Baker expendable. Exactly. Uh, but you've got uh, Roberts, right? And he's up, he's up in age. So who knows? Yeah, there's, there's uh, not a lot to, to feel fantastic about in our linebacking core. Right. And of course, he's a free agent as well. Yeah. All right. So uh, Tua came out and uh, made an announcement that uh, he's going to be putting out uh, some clothing and uh, under eye grease and all kinds of stuff. So uh, yeah, he's going to be a little entrepreneur. Yeah. And I had, you know, I don't remember how many episodes ago it was, but I had said something about him using his money wisely and using his sponsorships and, and saving his salary. It was in mention in the same breath of him maybe taking less in a contract to stay in Miami. But this is something that if you kind of have watched how Tua handles sponsorships and things that you probably could have seen coming. I think it's smart. I think I think kids love him. I think that people want to root for him. And, and I think it'll do well. I agree. I think it is smart. And I also think that uh, he, has a, he has a good head for it. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, and ha do we know what it is yet? That's my question. Well, there was some speculation. I think it'll all come out, you know, once things get more finalized. But uh, it's going to be some type of uh, peril. I would assume that it's going to say two a time, right? Like that. Well, like he that feels he like got a trademark a for his name, for his whole name. Yep. Okay. Well, I suppose that works too. But it feels like something, you know, it feels like two a time should be trademarked by Tua and. But I don't know how well yeah, everybody would want to wear that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if teams, uh, young kids that are fans of other teams are going to want to wear two a time. Exactly. So we'll see. So Tom Brady has been the story, right? That, that never seems to die. Ugh. You know, we, we thought it was put to bed and then, you know, Florio comes out and Rick, Rich Eisen comes out and they all got stories and sources and all this other nonsense. Well, now hopefully with the Dolphins offering him that uh, fifth year option, uh, <laughs> These stories can die. I, I just really, I'm so tired of them, you know? You know, I thought they would die when he retired again officially for the second time, but it did not. And, you know, now he's got a place down in Miami or right there close. I don't know exactly. Yeah, uh, his kids are going to school in bought Miami. Bought a new boat. Like yep. there's, I do not think the conversation is going to stop until... Boy, until camp starts probably in July. Like, I, I really wish I didn't have to hear it anymore, and I really would vomit in my own mouth if Brady went to Miami, came to Miami. But uh, I, I'm like you. I really hope this dies because I'm sick of hearing about it. It's just annoying already, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would have a real hard time rooting for this team with uh, Tom Brady at quarterback. I mean, I would do it, but it wouldn't feel good. Yeah, I mean, I've got like six or seven Dolphins tattoos, so I can't not, but it would suck. Like, I'd, I would be conflicted yeah. <laughs> about uh, rooting for 12 in, in Aqua and Orange. It would be, um, it would be really awkward. And I, I mean, teams said, have gone through it. You know, Joe Namath went to the Rams to close his career. I mean, <laughs> it's happened for years and years and years, but uh, yeah. You know, it's just not something I want to see. You know, it would have been like Marino going to the Vikings and, you know, <laughs> who would want to see that? You know, you want your you want your guys affiliated with your team and that's it. And Tom Brady's not our guy. I said uh I well, I said in my personal circle, I think about halfway into his first season in Tampa Bay, 
that I, I didn't find myself hating him on Sundays anymore, you know, but just because I didn't hate him <laughs> when he wasn't in New England doesn't mean that I want to see him in Miami. So exactly. Gosh, let's hope that just goes away already. I mean, <laughs> I, I remember back when uh, Jason Taylor went to the Jets, everybody was in an uproar and hated him all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> he played here great for however many years he was here. And uh, then he goes to the Jets and people are hating on him. <laughs> yeah, that was painful. Uh, that was painful for me. JT is actually one of my tattoos. Uh, uh-huh. You know, and as, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know, my son's name is Cason Taylor after Jason. So like that was a painful one for me. But seeing him, you know, retire as a dolphin and uh, he's once that was over, my dislike of that was gone. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you, you a question. Um, there's a lot of talk that maybe they would trade Emmanuel Ogba or Cedric Wilson for cap relief. Do you think they could trade either one of those players? I don't know, man. So I think Ogba is a player that they could probably trade because he had such a good season a couple of years ago. And then he was, you know, going into last year, there was the whole thing with he's not playing very well, right? And then he got hurt. So I do think that he could have some trade value, but I'm not familiar with what his contract looks like at the moment. And that may be a deterrent. It's not cheap because they had just signed him to a deal. Yeah, that could be a deterrent for people who would want to potentially trade for him. I'm not really sure that I see a market for Cedric Wilson only because, uh, you know, going into free agency last year, there was obvi- excuse me, obviously a market for him, you know, and, and we won that bidding war. And, and uh, after his performance last year, I'm just not sure that there's a market for him specifically at that contract. So I don't see that happening with him. I think we're stuck with him. You know, if I had to guess, we're stuck with Cedric Wilson and we're going to need to find a way to use him, utilize his skill set and, uh, Ogba is a different story. I think that we could maybe find a deal, but in the end, I don't think we do. I think he's a Miami Dolphin. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Or if they do trade him, it'd probably be for a low-round pick, you know, a sixth-round pick or something like that. It wouldn't be any type of deal that we'd be proud of. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to get rid of him for a sixth-round pick. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you just hope he reverts to form, that's all. Yeah, yeah, and not only that, but that he can do wonders in Fangio's new defense, right? Yep. Because he's an athletic guy who can get up the field and get after it, and he can push the running backs outside. You know, he can hold that edge and push them to the outside for the cornerbacks. That's something the, that Fangio loves. The other thing, loves. Daniel, you know, you really want to have that third rushing person, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the third guy who can come in and spell, you know, Phillips or, or – um, Chubb. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah. Anybody else that's in the game, you know, they got they got to have three. Yeah, yeah. And Ogba is a good third. You know, if he's if he's healthy, he's a good third. And and actually, for us, when he was healthy, he was better than a third. You know, a third, yep. better than a third guy. So yeah, let's just hope he comes back strong and healthy. I I don't necessarily see us coming off of him because I I don't think the value for in return would be there for us. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, they're all excited about Chubb, so you got to think he's going to get most of the playing time. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. All right. So, I, you know, in my opinion, this is uh, free agency needs, you know, I, I, and this isn't in, in exact order, but I think we need a right tackle. I think we need a linebacker. I think we need a safety. I think we need a cornerback. I think we need a running back. We, I think we need defensive tackle depth. 
And I think we need offensive line depth, and I think we need a tight end, obviously. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying we can accomplish all that in free agency. That's we need not a backup happen. QB, too. Yes, Let's that's not forget true. about that. Yep, yep. There's other things we need, but those those are what I would say are the main ones. Uh, and, and yes, definitely backup QB. Uh, yeah, who do you think they're going to get? We'd like to throw a shout-out to DraftKings for sponsoring our show. And uh, here's a little message, and we'll be right back. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. So download the app now and sign up with code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NBA with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio and see the show notes for details. Man, really, I don't know. So, you think they go back to uh, Bridgewater? I don't think they do. No, I don't think they do. I just think that he's, first of all, he's one of the more expensive backups in the league. Second of all, he his most important ability, and you know, we say the same thing about Tua, but he was not very available last year. His availability was not one. Yeah, for a backup quarterback, he was hurt a lot. Yeah, yeah. You you know, playing four snaps and getting hurt, that doesn't lend well for wanting to resign yet. I honestly don't know, man. I I would like to see him go get Gardner Minshew. Minshew. We talked about this before. Yeah, a I lot just, of people are mentioning him, you know, but. Mentioning yeah, it, him to me, it, it doesn't matter to me. You know, I don't, I don't care who they get as long as the guy can come in and perform. Yeah, that's the thing, and and uh, it's not going to be. I know some fans want Jimmy G. It's not going to be Jimmy G. You know, he's going to go somewhere and compete for a starting job. Yeah, he's he'll get eight or ten million somewhere. Yeah. We're not in that. We're not going to be in that ballpark. I don't think, and he may get more than that. Yeah, and it very well. You know, I hate to say it, it could very well be a guy like Mike White, who would be who would be leaving the Jets, who came in and played. Uh, some valuable games for them, and he he was really up and down, but he's a uh-huh. guy who has played and started in the league. Um, they have to have somebody who has played and started in the league. Period. So I'm not sure who it's going to be, but I really don't think it's going to be Teddy. It'll be interesting to see what they do. I would like somebody with backup experience because I think that that is a mindset that you have to have. You know? Yeah. Not every starter is good backing up, and not every backup is a good starter. It's just the way it is. For sure. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I like Minshew so much. Yep. Because he's got experience on both. All right. So we were talking about the linebackers before, and uh, Landon Roberts is a free agent. Duke Riley's a free agent, and uh, Sam McGuavin is a free agent. So they have to make decisions on them, as well as Jerome Baker, who's $8.4 million, um, becomes guaranteed on March 19th. So if they're going to do something with Baker, they have to do it before then. All right, so you were looking at some defensive linemen. Uh, did you find anybody that you think Miami could use? Yeah, so we. this is another thing. We talked about this briefly before the podcast. I think Fangio is really going to want us to bring in somebody who can play some valuable minutes. Now, 
obviously we've got uh, we've got Christian Wilkins, and obviously Zach Siller is playing lights out for us recently. But in Fangio's defense, the defensive line is really important because they have we're switching from a two gap scheme to a one and a half gap scheme. The the defensive linemen are not going to be asked to rush the passer as much. They're going to be asked to stop the run. They're going to really slow down and stop the run. And if there's one, there's there's probably one guy I think who's the best at that in the free agent class that would be within our range. Uh, that would be Dalvin Tomlinson. He has been on the Vikings for five or for the last two seasons, and he was drafted from the Giants in 2017. And he's but the problem with him is he's almost 30 now. And what we'd really like to do, I think, is bring in somebody younger who can stick with the squad for a while. Dalvin Tomlinson would be my number one. Uh, other than that, I have two other guys I think that are right around the seven million dollar range projected. Uh, a guy named Shy Tuttle who has stepped up for the New Orleans Saints the last couple of seasons. He started 15 and 12 games. He he has increased his productivity every year as well. Uh, I like Shy Tuttle. He's he's athletic. He can he can get after the quarterback and he can stop the run. Uh, and then there's another guy named Greg Gaines. So Greg Gaines is a guy who played on the defensive line with Aaron Donald at the LA Rams. He played almost 70% of the snaps in 2021 and almost 80% of the snaps in 2022 for that team. So he's got the experience required. And what you really want to do when you're bringing in a free agent is you want a guy who is going to fit your scheme, who's going to be a reasonable contract, and who's played you know, 75% of the snaps or so on uh, in the last season. And that's right where he's at. So you know he could come in and you could get some production out of him. And if you watched any Rams games, he was very productive for them last year. He was all over the field when he was on the field making big stops. So I think that those two guys are probably more likely, a Shy Tuttle or a Greg Gaines. And then there's a, there's a Kevin Givens, who was a San Francisco 49er. He's going to be way on the cheaper side. Uh, but he has experience with McDaniel uh, being in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, and that's always the easy way out. Like, that's the easy thing for me to say. But right. I, I think that there's legitimacy to why that's the easy thing to say, right? So of I can see him possibly being in Miami next year. Every I, coach does it, you know? Yeah, and, and honestly, there's not there's not a whole heck of a lot in this free agent class along the defensive line. There's You have Fletcher Cox and, and Javon Hargrave, both from Philly. Both are a little bit older. Javon, I think, is shucks 28, 20. No, he's he's over 30 already. He's he's a hell of a football player, but he's going to be over $10 million a year. Uh, it's just one of those things where I don't see us spending a bunch of money on a guy 30 or over. And, and the likelihood that we get one of the top couple guys in the class as free agents, I don't see that happening either. No, I agree with you. It's probably a position you're going to look to try and save some money. Just get get me somebody who can plug a hole there and uh, not embarrass himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I looked at linebackers, and uh, there's an awful lot to choose from. Uh, so <laughs> I'm is. not going to get into all of them. But the, the guys that I would look at, uh, David Long, who was in Tennessee, he was uh, ranked 14th of 81 linebackers. He's 26 years old. Uh, so you can go forward with him if you want to. And, uh, you know, he, he was a good player for them. Um, projected contract, though, would be about $10 million a year. 
So, uh, you know, he, he's not necessarily inexpensive. You also got Bobby Wagner. Now, mm. he was actually ranked number one out of 81 linebackers last year. <laughs> Incredible. But he's, you know, he's 32 years old. Yeah. So, you know, do you want to go down that road or, you know, who knows? That's one of the things you just got to gamble with in your head, you know? Yeah. Guy that I liked uh, is Jermaine Pratt. Um, okay. He's 20, 26 years old. Uh, he was 11th out of 81 um, linebackers. And uh, he had a really good year last year. He's very good at covering, and uh, he would be he would fill a need for that that we really need. We we need a linebacker who can cover out of, out of the uh, uh, back backfield there. You know, yeah, match up with a running back or, or ma- match up with a slot receiver, help with a slot receiver or tight end. You know, that's somebody I would look at. Uh, he would probably be somewhere around eight million a year. And then there's uh, Alex Singleton. Now, he's a little older. He's 29, but uh, decent player. Uh, you probably get him for about $4.5 million a year. So if they decide they can't spend a lot of money, that's probably the route you go. But uh, if, you, if you're going to do that, you might as well bring a Landon Roberts back. Yeah, I like Alex Singleton, and, and uh, I think that he would be a good signing for Jeep. They, do you uh, like him better than Roberts? Not for run stuffing, <laughs> not exactly. for being well, a yeah, thumper. It's, it's, it's a either or. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's the thing with that. That's either or. Um, but there's an, the, uh, the only other name that I would kind of add to that is maybe Quan Alexander. Uh, uh-huh. He's a guy who played in the, as the New York Jets last year. Um, that's the second time I've said that, and well, that kind of feels nasty. That makes me feel dirty. But he's uh, he's a decent player too. Who probably shouldn't cost too much money, and I think that he would be a good addition. All right. Well, that pretty much covers what I've got for today's show. Is there anything else you wanted to discuss? Well, you know, I thought maybe uh, that we could chat just for a moment about the the first-round pick that just got traded. So the number one overall pick just got traded from Chicago to Carolina, and it's interesting. The only the one of the thing that I thought was it's interesting to see the, the – uh, the parallels between the Dolphins and the Niners trade for Trey Lance a couple of uh-huh. years ago, because Carolina did give up three ones. You know, they gave up the ninth overall this year. They gave up, uh, uh, or did they only give up two ones? They two gave ones. Up, they I gave think. up two ones. Yeah. So they gave up the ninth overall this year. They gave up uh, 24 first uh, and two seconds. So this yep. one and 25 and DJ Moore who's right. a heck of a receiver. So yep. it feels like they gave up more, even though they didn't give up three first rounders. And uh, I'd be really interested to see who, which one of these quarterbacks they think deserve that kind of uh, trade package. No, I don't know. I figure, <laughs> I don't think they paid a lot, honestly, you know? I don't know, man. I, I think First pick in the draft is worth something. Yeah, it is certainly worth something. But now what you see is, Justin Fields has uh, has a legitimate number one receiver, and whoever they bring in at that number one pick does not. He has another second round pick that they can use to to build around him too. I love this move for the Bears, and uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken, they just got a new GM, and this is his first move, right? So uh-huh. uh, that's I think if I was a Bears fan, which I am certainly not, uh, but I'd be ecstatic about this move because it of tells course. you. It tells you that they believe in Justin Fields, and it tells you they're ready to build around him. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, if I'm not mistaken, they have the most cap space in the whole league. So, and if you're a new GM, that's exactly what you want, right? You want options. Yep. It's going to so, be it's going to be a big draft for him. Yep. Hopefully, he doesn't draft Big Monogony or uh, Jackson. <laughs> God. Oh, I'm glad you. Th- I'm I'm just so ecstatic you threw that in there at the end. Well, it matters, you know, it doesn't matter how many picks you have. It matters what you do with them. Yeah. No, that's the point. That's the point. And uh, hopefully he doesn't screw the pooch. Yep. All right, Daniel. Thanks for uh, joining me this evening. I know we've had a hard time getting this one in this week. I'm glad we got it in. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to throw a quick shout out to Jim Johnson. Uh, he had a death in the family, and that was the reason we had this, you know, reschedule one night. And uh uh, then something else came up and what, you know, things happened. So anyway, just a shout out to him and his wife and uh, my condolences. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, surrounding you with love and prayers, Jim and family. And, uh, you know, it's always good to be here with you, Mike, even if we had to push it 48 hours. There you go. All <laughs> right. Thanks, Daniel. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. And uh, we'll have a lot to talk about because free agency is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, baby. Yep. Fins up, everybody. Fins up. All right. That's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right. Until next time, be well and take care.